What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Socially Incorrect, the podcast. I'm your host, Shia Joy, telling you everything that's wrong with the world and what you can do to fix it. As you can read from the title, today we are talking about family. And like every episode, I have a wonderful quote that ties into that. Sadly, today's person is unknown, but I love the quote so much, so that's the one that I chose. And it reads, sometimes problems don't require a solution to solve them. Instead, they require maturity to outgrow them. And that was really important to me because I feel like a lot of families and a lot of people get caught up in the endless cycle of drama, toxicity, and everything else that comes with the complications of having a family union unit. But sometimes you have to learn and understand the different family dynamics and when it's important to come to a consensus and when it's important to come to a consensus and work through the issues and when it's important to let them go, okay? Family is more than just blood relationships. You can choose who you want in your life, who you want in your space, who you want consuming your energy because family is honestly, in the general sense, it's just people that you're related to through blood, who you have some type of blood DNA with. And I'm sure that you could find somebody in the world that has the same blood DNA as you. Does that mean they have to be a part of your life? Does that mean they have to be taking up energy from you? Does that mean they have to be in your space? No, because if they're not contributing anything to your life, then why even waste your time, damage your peace of self, peace of mind? Why wait to get rid of toxic people? until it's like the perfect time or keep trying to hold out for them to get better when you know in your heart nothing is going to change and there's always different issues different complications different reasons and there are some reasons that you should work through and there are some problems that you can grow through and there are some problems where you just have to stop reflect and be like okay this is not for me this is not it and I know that at least in a lot of my friends households and a lot of black family households in general it's hard to get away from the toxicity of your family and it's not like you want to contribute but it's hard to move away because you want to love them right because you everybody wants this dream family but how do we actually reach that and how do we actually maintain that And growing up, we always hear and are being told that you don't get to choose your family. And to a certain extent, you're right. Because what is family other than blood? Like, what are some things that contribute to you being a family? What are the important factors? What do you have to have in order for you to say, yes, this is a family bond. This is what I want. This is what I want to continue to have. And this is what I want to savor. And I wrote a list based on statistics, articles, what people have said, obviously, because I want people's input on this. So some people have said that they lack support from a lot of their family members, not even just financial support, but like emotional support, being there when needed, um, have being a shoulder to cry on, understanding your decisions, supporting you and your dreams, and not just forcing you to be a normal person and not and forcing you to go do normal jobs and jobs that they think will pay. Like being supportive, being there, being genuinely interested in what that person is doing and what each other are doing and having conversations, talking, getting to know that person's point of view, getting to know them as a person. Because I don't know about you guys, but the only thing I really 
know about my family is that we're related, honestly, um, at least my mom's side. I don't know much about them at family gatherings. They don't talk much of, unless it's all about general stuff or things that's going on in the church. And I don't care what's going on in no church. So I don't really know much about them. And that's always bothered me because how are we supposed to love each other and get along so great and be some family unit when I don't even know what to really talk about with you guys, especially now that I'm grown. I'm not super grown, but as long now that I'm older, what am I supposed to talk to you about? What conversation should we hold? What do you know about politics? What are you interested in? I don't, it's, what is your past? What is your history? What has happened to you? What have you learned? Nothing of those sorts have been shared with me. And I've always found that as problematic because that's not how my dad's side is. So I was always seeing the difference because they always share stories. They tell things from the past. They um, interact with us. They want to know what's going on in our lives. And I just found it odd that there's people out here that claim that they love you and that you have to see oh so often, especially on family gatherings or when things happen in people's lives or uh, at funerals and things like that. And you should care when they die and stuff like that. But... You don't know not a thing about them. And I find that weird, mad weird. As I said, before, mentioned before, being interested in your life, being interested in who you are as a person, being interested in teaching them and letting them grow and helping them grow into a better person, helping them evolve, being helpful with homework. It could be anything, being helpful, putting plants in a garden. It could be really anything, but like being helpful, non-judgmental loving reassuring like saying you are good enough for this world and you shouldn't let anyone take away your shine being reassuring that who you are is enough because another example I can only talk about my personal examples to make guys make people understand but you could take this in any way in any context because I know that many families have complications and have dramas similar to other families it's just not always to the same extent or so everybody doesn't experience the same things, but everybody can relate to somebody else's issues, if that would make sense. I know um, when a cousin of mine came out, they did not accept that at all. It was a whole family issue. And I was quite young when this happened. So I thought it was ridiculous because I had known the entire time because she was also quite young when she came out. And I thought it was ridiculous that everybody was going so haywire over this problem when you're supposed to love this person and you're supposed to care about them and you're supposed to nurture their needs because that also sent her on a different bender and caused even bigger issues in her life simply because her family refused to accept her. And now that she is also older and grown, they are so confused on why she never wants to be around. And I'm like, are you really surprised? Because you neglected her and tormented and basically put down what she was trying to tell you when she was just trying to openly express herself and tell you who she was as a person. And no one wanted to accept that. Weird. <laughs> um, that's what, another coming thing to another thing on my list, which is understanding, respect, loyalty none of those things seem to happen once you make a mistake none of those things seem to happen once you stop once the um other person stops caring people don't reach out people don't try to fix it pride is a bitch y'all like we have to learn how to that's when maturity comes in because that's when we have to learn how to push past these things like you have to put 
Ooh, I broke my crystal. We have to sometimes push past the issues that we have and our pride and come to see what we did wrong and reflect on our issues. But that's also a large issue because a lot of people don't know how to reflect on themselves and they wonder why the issue still stands and they wonder why people are separating themselves and wonder why they are being, why they're so toxic, miserable, and unhappy because reflecting is a main part of evolving. And you cannot evolve if you do not reflect, learn from it, and don't keep going through the same con- the same cycle over and over again because you're not going to get anywhere. That's like you're not, you're, like you can go to church all you want to, you can read the Bible all you want to, you can learn yeah many different trades i don't even know but you can do so many things in the world and you will still be in the same miserable complacent stuck state because you have not reflected on the things that have gone wrong in your life you have not reflected on the things that have hurt you because i know a lot of black it's crazy to me but a lot of um black families and black people have something against therapy a lot of families deal with things like abuse. Now, I'm not going to say family because everybody in the family obviously won't deal with it. But there are things inside the family unit, such as abuse, whether it be sexual, mental, or physical, that have happened and they refuse to talk about it. How can you deal with something if you never face it? A favorite quote of mine growing up was always, you cannot conquer your fear until you face it. Because you can't. You can't conquer your fear of flying until you get on a plane. You can't conquer your fear of heights until you've stood on the like Eiffel Tower. You, when everybody, I'm sure, was young, when they were younger, was scared of the dark. One day you just had to sleep with the lights out and hope none, no monsters got you. And you got through that and you were able to conquer that and move past it. So if you have other inner demons fighting you, how are you going to move past them if you never confront them? That's what it was. In order to conquer your fears, you have to confront them, not face them. Same thing. And that's where all of the main problems, I think, stem from. Because everybody is trying to work through their demons alone and nobody wants to see them hurt. Nobody wants to seem weak. Nobody wants to seem frail. Nobody wants to seem fragile. But that's, I think, is a part of being in a family is that those are the people that can see you vulnerable. Those are the ones that can help you build you back up also when your vulnerability has gotten you to the lowest of lowest of low points. People deal with different sicknesses, like my mom passed from cancer. That's a demon I had to confront, because if I didn't, I was going to be depressed forever. I was depressed for a good two years. I talked about it, yes, but I can only talk about it to people that couldn't really understand because they hadn't gone through it. Where was my family? Absent in the process. Hadn't heard from them. The entire time that she really had cancer until it got to about stage four, which was like the last year before she passed. And I found always found it so odd because this is a life threatening thing. And I was a child. And that's when I really realized that family is not the people that you have blood ties to. It's the people that come help and show up when needed. The people that are loyal to you, the people that care and show consistent care and consistent love. Because let's let's be honest, a lot of us don't love most of the people in our family. We can say that we do, we can say that we don't, but there are many different factors to loving a person. And you can't love somebody if you don't even like them. 
let's be clear. Going back to different family issues, there's people can be, like I said, you can have illnesses, you can have mental illnesses that people also never want to talk about because I just mentioned depression. That's not something that people want to actually discuss. They just hear it and they be like, oh, that's so bad. Are you going to kill yourself? Bitch, what? Like, I can't just be going through something and trying to reach out for help so it doesn't get to that point. But that's literally the first thing that I have been asked every time I told a family member that I was going through that and I was struggling with that. Even when I was younger, I was kind of went to a therapist and they diagnosed me with depression because I was so angry. Didn't know what I was angry about, let me tell you. But that's what happened. That's something that I had to deal with. My mom helped me through it, of course, but everybody else treated it like it was a foreign subject and didn't really understand it, nor did they try to. People have people have family members that are um, um, products of rape, you know, and that's something really hard to go through. So how do you like go through by yourself? So how do you expect people to fight those demons alone? Then that causes things like addictions or like alcohol, gambling, drugs, you also can be addicted to being in bad relationships, toxic relationships, whether it's bad men or toxic women, you can be addicted to that. Like that also causes debt, money debts and people go stealing from each other. And instead of talking to them and helping them because people love to judge because people love to think that they're better than you and they're better off than you. And especially I find it in families that your family is either your first bully or your first ally. Never both. Never both. Your family can bully you into thinking that you are unworthy and the exact opposite of what they're supposed to help you with. Such as I know um, my friend and a lot of friends that I have say that they have issues because when they were younger, they wore their hair naturally used to get teased about it all the time. Or when they colorist colorism happens directly in families like the lighter people always give more love and care and they're called cuter than the browner or darker skinned people in my in, um families and i always i say in my family because it happened then too it's just um it's every because the family is supposed to protect you and shield you from the outside world whatever you experience in the outside world you're not supposed to feel within your family unit and I know that's a stretch to expect so much from a group of people because everybody is not perfect. But most people don't want to recognize their toxic traits. From that retrospect, they expect you to still be around and still love them the same as if they love you at all or the same. Because I know a lot of people can also be jealous, like even like jealous of children and it's appalling to me how you can be jealous of a four-year-old five-year-old ten-year-old even a 15-year-old when you're 50 40 60 years old what is there to be jealous of but it can be they can be jealous of circumstance um not getting everything that when they were growing up that you're getting not getting loved as much because i know also with the Example is that I think a lot of my aunts and uncles had an issue because my mom was the youngest. And since there was such a huge age gap, she got to be in the house alone with their parents and she got a lot of attention and um, she wasn't really close with them. But that's also because they were all pretty much grown and out of 
growing and out of the house when she was up and able to be like active with them and talking to them and such like that. And it just, instead of trying to get to know them, I feel like there was a little jealousy and bridge gap going on because they will go out on cruises, even though they're like older now, 50, 60, 70, 80 in those age ranges, they go out on cruises, go out on vacations. And my mom will always be home. And I will always ask her why she didn't go. And she always said she just didn't get invited. And I always thought that that was absurd. And it always infuriated me. And I just never really wanted to deal with that type of drama because I feel like we didn't have to. If they didn't want to be around us, why should we have to be around them? Why do they have to be in my space? Why do they have to be around? They don't. That's the point. That's the point. And I feel like this is a very simple topic. This is not too deep. This is just something that has been on my mind, been on my brain. So I feel like we should talk about it just a little bit and reflect on the things that maybe you have in your life and maybe give you a thought process to eliminate all negative people, whether that's family, friends, etc. Um, because they tend to drag you down with them because of their misery. Misery loves company and that's the truest statement of all time because they don't know how to do anything else but be miserable and especially when you're miserable for so long happiness seems like a virtue and we have and it's it's 2019 at this point the new generation is coming up and I feel like the only way to pave the way for better times and better family units and better um peace and more peace and peace of mind and mental health and physical health. I feel like the only way is sexual health. And I feel like the only way that we can do that is to outgrow the negativity and toxicity and immaturity that our family has brought with them throughout the generations. Like even rivals, like people want to be better than the other people in their family instead of everybody working together to build together, which goes piggybacks off my thing in generational wealth, which is also a reason why we have issues maintaining or gaining wealth as a family or as a people from generation to generation, because we don't know how to work together. We don't know how to talk. We don't know how to communicate. And that's one of the things that a lot of family units miss is conversation getting to know one another, getting to know each other's views, getting to know each other's ideas, investing in each other, helping each other, diving into diving into the future, wanting to evolve and be better. Even if you are older, you can still evolve. You learn something new every day. At least you're supposed to. So it's like, why stop? If you're active and you're open and you're learning, we need to have conversations. And maybe sometimes you can express the like, I've been thinking about it and go back and forth, maybe expressing my issues and maybe expressing my concerns. But my Aquarius, woo, my crystal. My Aquarius side is telling me that I don't really care um, anymore. I'm 23. I feel like if you ain't been here all 23 years, it's really no point. Especially after not being here, after my my mom passed and not wanting to help me. Because I feel like that's, that's, that's just weird, bro. <laughs> It's, it's just mad weird. And I don't understand people completely. That's why I'm reading psychology books to understand and get an understanding of people and family and how they interact with you. Because my cousin, who's not really my cousin, but she treats me like her cousin. And she tries to tell me that you just have to love people the way you are. 
the way they are. And that's where I draw the line because I don't feel like I have to love you the way you are. Because I feel like you should want to be a better you. You shouldn't want to be this rude, irritating, jealous, envious, toxic, miserable person. You should want to have a better family. You should want to interact with the people that is part of your ancestry that helped move here, that helped get you here, that helped pave the way for you. I feel like you should want to teach them the things that you've learned. I feel like you should want to teach them how to be better and how to grow and the things that you've made mistakes on. I feel like you should want the younger generation to know that. You should want to teach them to be better. You shouldn't want to bully them. And when I say bullying, them being your first bully or your first ally, I mean um, that auntie that always telling you you need to lose weight when they're not so small themselves um or that cousin that's jealous of your hair that say oh you got that good hair or saying that you so you um so light you must be mixed you got that white hair you don't have the hair like us you different than us or the ones that don't accept you at all and don't play with you at all and don't talk to you at all and you have no reason why or i can go on and on there's just an um or doing things to randomly embarrass you or doing things that hurt your feelings unnecessarily, not inviting you to family gatherings as a child, not getting you things at Christmas as a child. That's traumatizing if you go to family gatherings and you don't even get Christmas gifts because that's what you're expected because you're a child. Um, obviously the normals like physical and mental and other types of abuse, but there's all types of things that, you get bullied at a home, getting saying you're not smart enough, you're not getting compared to somebody else in your family because they're doing something different than you, um, getting called weird. People call me that a lot because I was more artistry, but I wasn't the same as them. I didn't think the same as them. I didn't have the same beliefs and I didn't have the same views and they can very much so tell that. So I was always called weird and different and why are you doing that, yada, yada, yada. Instead of them just trying to figure out what was different about me, what what I thought, what I um, what I continue to think, why I dress how I do, what I why I love what I do, why I'm interested in these types of things, it was always just the topic of conversation, the butt of all jokes, and or they can be your first ally who will go to bat for you no matter what. They will always be there to defend you. They will always be there to help you. They will always be in your corner. They're your loyal. Um, I don't want to say servant, but they are your dog, bro. Like they are always there. Now that's an ally. And that's the person that you want to stay with. And there and there are good people in families and there are bad people in families. And I'm saying that you need to separate the two. We need to switch around our peace because that's why a lot of us as adults growing up and a lot of people that are in our age range are miserable because of the family and the way that they grew up in and they don't know how to be anything else but this is getting a little lengthy and i'm and since i'm still starting out with the podcast i don't want to have too long of episodes for you guys i want us to start very slow and progress and if anybody has any ideas comments um things that you think i'm missing out on or think or topics that are parts that i'm missing in this topic i will definitely always 
come back and revisit topics that I've done and further on down the line. And if there's things I missed, I want you to guys to chime in, tell me what I'm missing, tell me what you guys think, tell me your opinions. Always, I'll always try to um, read the comment section whenever I start getting comments. Um, <laughs> whenever I start getting comments, I will definitely take to those and take to my so other social media accounts so that this can be all inclusive. And on that note, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to share, comment, like, subscribe, write a review. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear. Until next time. Bye.